Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, Golden Eagle fans. Listening across the state of Mississippi and around the world on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens, Kelly Sander from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And beautiful downtown Laurel. Great show for you today. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation will join us uh, a little later in the program as uh, the Golden Eagles scrimmage today in full pads. Uh, got a sound clip from uh, head coach Will Hall. We'll bring you later in the program. And in just a few moments, we will be joined uh, by uh, S- former Southern Miss uh, pitcher Gabe Shepard. But before we get to all of that, first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue. Cooked and located in a community near you. They cook fresh meats every day, sausage, ribs, brisket. It's all there. And when you eat in store, you get some of that famous soft-served ice cream. The hometown team in Hattiesburg, just outside Turtle Creek Mall. Go see Dickie's. They can cater your next event also. Dickie's cooked here, loved everywhere. Well, um, a, a post made on Instagram yesterday uh, by Southern Miss baseball pitcher Gabe Shepard that he's calling it a career and uh, able and fortunate Kelly Sander to have uh, to have Gabe with us uh, today for a few segments uh, to to talk about what's next uh, for the right-handed pitcher. Kelly? Yeah, yeah, we're honored because it really is his first uh, major interview since since that announcement yesterday and as Gabe Shepard joins us now Gabe really it comes down to that the mind was willing but the body was was weak. You you were facing now a couple potentially a couple more surgeries, and you just had to weigh the pros and the cons. Would it be worth it, even though you still had two years of eligibility? Just kind of rehash the announcement and and kind of tell us what led you to that very difficult decision. Uh, okay, so I'll just start basically from the beginning. Uh, so my sophomore year, true sophomore year, um, I first game of the year went seven innings, gave up one hit. And uh, at the end of that game, I started having a little shoulder issues and uh, tried to pitch through it. Next couple starts, I knew something was wrong. So we just, you know, and then COVID happened. So that year was washed. Instead of me getting it checked out and stuff, I just thought it was, you know, a flare up, just first game of the year. So uh, the next year, I was uh, actually on, on my farm out here in Kokomo and I uh, picked up a bush hog and um, I uh, hurt a nerve in my lap. Um, and uh, so started trying to throw through it, work out, rehab through it. And then my shoulder started bothering me as I was throwing it again and went and got MRI and, and my labrum was torn. But uh, didn't really tell anybody, you know, just kind of kept it, just trying to rehab through it and trying to pitch through it because it wasn't that bad of a tear. Um, and I just couldn't find the zone. Uh, I mean, I was 92, 93, but I mean, it just, it just wasn't the same. And, uh, so I just took that year off, as you know, last year, and um, took that year off, got ready for summer ball, and uh, went to summer ball, felt amazing. Uh, I mean, I got back up to 98. I had 13 appearances, only gave up one run. And uh, so 
I did really good. And then I came back here a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, I was thrown by myself uh, doing extra work, and uh, I felt a pop in my uh, my elbow again, which you already know I've, I've had UCL surgery before. And uh, went and got it checked out. They told me it was torn again. And uh, so now I would have to have labrum surgery and UCL surgery to continue my career. But where I'm at now is with COVID and everything happening, uh, I got one more year of school left. I'll graduate with my major and my minor and um, talk to my talk to my mom about it and stuff. And, you know, I've been battling this injury for basically almost two years. This would be my second year if I if I was to get surgery and, and battle battle through it. And um, I don't know, man, I just, I just I wanted to get my life started. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, what makes this so problematic and so difficult for guys like Gabe is that, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, I want you to fill in the blanks here, but really this is all you've known since you were probably five years old. You've been Gabe Shepard, the baseball player, Gabe Shepard, the stud. It's all you've ever known. Well, now that is going to have to be put to bed and a new Gabe Shepard is going to have to emerge what sort of things are running through your head now as all you've ever known is now essentially behind you? Well, I think, uh, I think a lot of us as baseball players, when, when we grow up, you know, that's what we do. That's, that's our life. Um, that's why we go to school mainly is to play baseball and, and, you know, have that experience to be called a baseball player. And, and I think we get caught up in it, you know, and, and really of looking at other people thinking that's how they view you as and, and really – I feel like now, if when I'm looking back at it, like my true friends, my true people that that actually knew me for who I was, is actually going to genuinely get to know me and know me for who I am instead of hey, he threw a no hitter in the Rice tournament. Like, I think I think all of us baseball players get caught up a little bit about too much of of trying to be identified as a baseball player when really it's who you are as a person. You're genuine. You're 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 outgoing, and I feel I feel like a lot of us. Just get caught up with that stuff, man. But it's still not an easy decision to make. It's it's not. It's not an easy decision at all. I mean, I've been doing it since I was eight years old. Um, but, the, I mean. Do you have peace about the decision? I do. I, I really do have peace. Um, I'm actually really, really excited to to get my, my next journey um, that God has planned out for me to get it rolling. And um, I'm excited for what's in store with jobs. I'm excited for... You know, I, I've been practicing since. I mean, we practice every day. When you when you're playing from, I mean, eight years old to I'm 22 now. I mean, I've missed out on a lot of things to be able to to make my dreams to be a baseball player. And I feel like now I'm I'm excited because I can actually pursue other other journeys and stuff that I would I would like. Luke Johnson, the term highlight gets overused in sports. But, but the true meaning of the word highlight or highlights can be exemplified by some of the efforts that Gabe Shepard uh, was able to pull off for Southern Miss and allow Southern Miss fans to enjoy. Absolutely. And before we get to that, just to go back, Gabe, I, I felt the exact same thing. So I played football at Southern Miss. And my, I finished up in 2005 and, and I actually went, traveled for the opening game of 2006 in uh, the – we were playing the Florida Gators. It was actually Tim Thibodeau's first game, and uh, I remember 
uh, I was given a sideline pass, and I was on the sidelines, and I was just, man, I have to, you know, football's not my identity, and uh, there's more to my life than this, and, and there's a transition, and, you know, I would I would encourage you, um, I'll say this on air because I, I did it to me too, you know, some of these guys that you played with that have moved on, you know, just have them in your, in your, uh, in your favorites, in your phone, and because it, for, for those of us that have done something and done something so well for such a, a long period of time, man, it, it's, it's tough, and I'm, I'm grateful to hear that you are able to separate Gabe, the identity of Gabe Shepard, the person from Gabe Shepard, uh, the baseball player. But we do want to talk about uh, your baseball career, and, and we'll talk about it, and we'll hit a break here in a, in a few minutes. And, and you've graciously um, you know, offered to, to stick around for another segment. We appreciate that. Let's go back to uh, everybody knew that, that you had a, an arm, and everybody knew that you had um, – the, the type of stuff that could just be elite. And I remember it was probably one of the hottest baseball games that I have ever been to in my life. In Biloxi, Mississippi, I think first pitch was somewhere around 10.30 or 11, May 25th, 2019. You know what happened that day. Uh, Southern Miss in the Conference USA tournament taking on Rice. I, I think when people think of Gabe Shepard, that's probably the first game that comes to their mind. Oh, for sure. 100%. That day was... uh. That day was crazy, man. Um, it was something I'd never experienced before in my life, really at that level. You know, it was just, uh, it was, it was, I was in a different world, you know. The game got started late, right? Right. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, as a pitcher, how do you prepare? No, it was actually, it was the first pitch, was it like, was it 9? I'm looking at the nine, box score 940, now. Yeah, the 9.01 a.m. Was okay. it 9.01? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it was nine oh one first pitch. Yeah, we're going to trust Jack Duggan on that because he set the uh, the <laughs> box score. But yeah, I mean, waking up on a, on a morning like that. I mean, what time would you have woken up that morning? Uh, I got up at uh, probably like I know I got up at six o'clock. Um, I, I ate breakfast, uh, you know, stretch, roll out stuff, put headphones in, and really, as a pitcher, you know, the biggest thing for me was was your mental health. Um, you got to envision yourself striking these dudes out hitting your spots and your mental your mentality on the mound is way more important than your physical ability and to be able to pitch with a mentality that nobody can beat you is is how i had so much success when i was healthy yeah you uh you sure showed it that day we're gonna run up against a break here in just a moment but we're gonna stick around with with gabe shepherd uh hanging hanging up the cleats calling it a career moving on uh, with his life we're going to talk more about this rice game some of the 2019 regional and then just get gabe's reflections of being a golden eagle in one of the best baseball programs in the country eagle hour continues with gabe shepherd right after this don't go anywhere To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Eagle Hour continues on a Tuesday. Second segment brought to you by Campus Bookmark. Website, campusbookmark.net, where you can shop 24-7. They will ship it to your house. But if you're in the Hub City, swing by on Hardy Street. Go see our good friend Kathleen. She told us yesterday everything that they have over there, tons of Golden Eagle stuff. Anything that you can dream of to stamp an eagle head on, they have it. So Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street, campusbookmark.net. Luke, Michael, and Kelly from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Fortunate to have joining us these first two segments, Southern Miss, uh, former Southern Miss uh, pitcher Gabe Shepard, who announced yesterday on uh, his Instagram page that calling it a career and uh, the uh, it will start a new trajectory for his life. And, and Gabe, just to kind of finish up, because we ran into that commercial, um, we're talking about that 2019 Rice game. You, you talked about getting in your, in your mind to strike these dudes out. 91 pitches that day, seven and a third inning, 12 strikeouts, only one walk. You come out um, in the eighth, Cody Carroll, and then Hunter Stanley closes it out, a combined no-hitter, a dominating performance. It's, I know it, it would. You wanted to probably go a little longer in that game, but uh, you know they were adjusting the pitches or, or keeping the pitch count there. But I mean, to be part of a combined no hitter in a tournament game when it's all on the line, pretty amazing. Oh, it was insane. That was probably one of the coolest moments. Uh, even Coach Oz was and Coach Barry were like, "That was that was something special right there." Oh, and now that, I would have definitely kept going, but Coach Oz was, came out there and he was like, "Look, man, you just tore. You just come back from you know surgery and stuff. We're gonna." take it easy and I'm like give me the ball like but you knew early on in that game that you were going to be good that day oh 100 like I'm telling you after the first inning I knew it was I was locked in I was I was gonna hit my spots and stuff so what is it about pitching though that you can have a day like that and then in in some other different situations you'd go out three or four or five days later and couldn't hit a bull in the tail with a base fiddle uh, you know, about pitching, you know, you just don't know. It's weird. It's 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 kind of crazy. Um, some some days, man, you just you just have feel for your stuff. It's uh, it's because I mean you're throwing four or five different pitches. So if if one pitch isn't known, you got you got to use the other one. You know, and it's just it's different. It's you got to have feel. And the more feel you have, the more success you're going to have as a pitcher. And one of the memories that you have is when you made your debut as a relief pitcher. Yes. Against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Yes, that was. Uh, I come in and I'm telling you, I, I mean, I hadn't thrown in a year from surgery. Oh, I came back in eight, eight and a half months or something, nine months or something like that. And uh, they was like, "Chep, get warm, blah blah blah." So I'm, I mean, opening up at the dude. You know, there's a ton of people there. So they call me in. I get up there and I'm, I did not throw it in the batter's boxes in warmups. I was just so wild. I was so nervous, and the first pitch was 96 inside, and Dustin Skelton hits it 450 feet. I was like, welcome to college baseball. And they picked yeah. it up on radar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a bomb. But in fairness, he, he kind of knew that you were going to go with yeah. the heat. I mean, they, they knew I was coming. They knew I threw hard, and they knew that uh, I was going to throw a fastball first pitch back from surgery. So he just jumped on it. But some great, great times at Southern Miss for, for Gabe Shepard, Luke Johnson. Absolutely, Gabe. Another uh, experience that I want to talk to you about. You were joking off air in 2019 regional. Man, what a regional it was, Southern Miss. Uh, we blew Arizona State out in the game that you pitched. 
And you didn't realize how good they were coming into the game. Now, you know, anybody that remembers the glory days of, of Arizona State, and, I mean, it was a stacked regional with us and LSU and them, but but you really didn't understand what type of, of lineup you were facing. You were joking with us, but you went five and two-thirds that game and, and held them off until we scored 12 in the top of the fifth. Um, but but is, is that kind of how it is? You focus more on yourself than, than who you're going up against? Uh, 100%. I mean, if you if you don't have yourself right, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you're facing. Um, you got to you got to be you got to be mentally prepared and and have feel before you go out there. I mean, I was a freshman; I had no idea who these guys were, and they were like, you know, we looked them up and leads the lead, leads the NCAA and homers and batting average. And I'm like, who are these cats? And I watched BP, and I was like, oh my gosh, these dudes can hit bombs. So I just went in there with a the mentality. You, I mean, I've always pitched with the mentality you can't beat me. I don't know if you've ever watched me pitch, but I'm very emotional on the mound. Uh, I get into yeah. it, so I just, but that's why that's how I pitched. Absolutely, that was uh, it was a great game. It was a great regional. Came up just a little short, but let let's just kind of zoom out a little bit. You know, it, being a part you're you from Mobile originally, but but being a part of a a top twenty top twenty five baseball program now three years, you know, being a part of it, knowing what Southern Miss baseball means to the, the college baseball world. I mean, you kind of reflect on your three years in Hattiesburg, you know, from Coach Barry to Coach Oz to the guys that you played with. And, and uh, man, just let our listeners know uh, what Southern Miss baseball has meant to you. Uh, man, I got recruited my sophomore year of high school uh, from Coach Kaye, actually, when he was here. And uh, my, my grandfather's from Hattiesburg, uh, Larry McPhail. He was a judge for years. And uh, – uh, I knew it was – I mean, I came up here, I knew it was home, and I told Coach Kai I was coming. And when I came in my freshman year, you know, they kept preaching everything matters, everything matters, everything matters. And uh, Coach Barry, I'm telling you, Southern Miss, we, we get – we don't get as much credit where it's due. Um, a lot of people sleep on us because we're not in a, a big SEC team or, or nothing like that, but I can promise you we will roll out there and compete with the best of them. And Coach Barry has installed that in this program. Coach Barry is awesome. Coach Oz, Ostrander, he's the one that helped me through surgery, uh, coming back and stuff. And uh, it's a great program. I would, I would send my kids here. Um, not, me leaving has nothing to do with, with Southern Miss. It, it has to do with just my physical, my physical ability. Um, if I if I could write it any different, I'd still be there, man. But but I can't I can't imagine that you're just going to totally walk away. I mean, go. You, I'm sure you'll be around the ballpark, no, in the locker room, you know, helping, wanting to be involved in some way, shape, or form. I'll be around. I mean, them, them, them boys, them teammate, my teammates, man, that they're everything. Uh, my coaches, well, I mean, we're all close. I've never been in a program that's that's been so close. And even other people, like in these SEC teams, they're like, man, we're not even close. And I'm like, well, we're like best friends. All the coaches, all the teammates. I mean. That's just how we are. We bond. We bond, and uh, and we're from different places. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy too, because you got guys from Minnesota, you got guys from Alabama, and it's just all different people. And we just had that connection, man. Every time we rolled out there, we were the gritty team. We were the we were the team that's hey, you better watch out for these guys. They'll they'll pop you in the mouth. That, that's called chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those teams, yeah, it's you're just a number maybe mm-hmm. on some of these other teams, and you've actually got uh, guys on the team that that really want you to fail mm-hmm. so that they can get an opportunity yeah right but you guys don't don't no. aren't cut from that cloth not at all and this fan base at southern miss they, they follow you guys everywhere i mean like like no other 
fans in Hattiesburg, mm-hmm. the baseball fans at Southern Miss. I'm telling you, the conference tournament, that uh, was the first time I experienced, you know, traveling fans for, for Southern Miss. And, um, I mean, we had the whole – I mean, it was packed. And, I mean, like I said in the interview, when I got interviewed after uh, I pitched that day, those Southern Miss fans are so bought in, and it's kind of crazy because you could play at Southern Miss when, on, a, on a packed house, and it's louder than, you know, you go to these SEC – teams and and stuff like that and it's just not as loud they might have more people but they're not into it as much as southern miss fans are now there was some there was some talk this summer because of the great season you had this summer up in ohio that there was some talk that that you could potentially have been had been drafted what were you hearing or, or if at all this summer? um i got i mean i've had a couple i had a couple uh, couple guys call me yeah and you know obviously i got hurt this year so they weren't gonna you know the money wasn't gonna be there i mean there's gonna be money, but it right, wasn't right. gonna be what you what I expected. Um, and I just wasn't going for that. My plan was to come back to Southern Miss and and claim a role and go with it and then be there for my team and be a leader and and ball out. And uh, God had other plans. My dad passed away when I was little, and I feel like I feel like he's just telling me, man, like there's other passions than just baseball. So and you are gonna get your degree with your major and minor. So in five years or so, Gabe Shepard, what will we probably be seeing you doing? Um, my dream is to uh, own a contracting uh, contracting company. Uh, I want to own my own contracting company, and also I already own a company called Flex Outfitters. Uh, you don't need to come buy a hat, by the way. Uh, I started it in college, and uh, it's a, it's basically my I have a passion for hunting, and I go duck hunting, deer hunting, and stuff like that. I post videos, and and it's just living basically what I what I what I do, and where I travel and stuff, hunting and stuff, and. It's kind of like the little side thing I like to do. Now, Jake Peavy was from Mobile, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Uh, the, Me oh, and Jake. Yeah, yeah, I know Jake. <laughs> For the old White Sox. Uh-huh. He, had, he had quite a career. I am, I am on flexoutfitters.com, flexoutfitters.com, <laughs> and I have, I'm about to order me a, a hat, okay? so uh, I just put the, the website series up. Series 1 so loading gotta, khaki looks good. <laughs> I got to get Flexoutfitters.com. Uh, yes. That's you, it. You'll sign it That's for really, him? I'll really sign cool. it. He'll sign it for you, Luke. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it. All right, about, about 15 seconds left, Gabe. Tell our listeners, speak directly to Southern Miss fans and anything that you want to share with them on your way out. Oh, man, I just want to thank everybody in the Southern Miss community for, for everything they've done for me. Uh, there's a little, there was a little boy, his name was Mason, that uh, he looked up to me. And, and um, I don't know, man, I just, Southern Miss fans are different. And I just want to say thank you to the Brady family and everybody and Gabe, we uh, we appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour today, and appreciate your contributions, and and best of luck, man, as you uh, as you head down the road. That's Gabe Shepard heading on with his life, and we appreciate him sitting down with us today. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Up next, we'll talk Southern Miss football right after this. Southern Miss to the top.
The Eagle Hour continues on this Tuesday. Glad that you're with us across the state, border to border, coast to coast. Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, and Michael Mergens with you. This third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill, right over the 4th Street Bridge over Highway 49 within a Stone's Throw of the Rock. Get that? A Stone's Throw from the Rock. And, of course, they've got uh, all the TVs going with all the latest uh, sporting events. Golden Tee video games, if you're into golf. They've got trivia contests, all sorts of Southern Miss uh, history, sports items on the wall, and the best cold beverages and the best lunch in town. That Blue Plate Special is $8.95, and that includes your drink. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Tell them that we uh, sent you, and we're glad that they are part of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, uh, Will Hall had had some things to say after the scrimmage this morning as he met with reporters. Yeah, Golden Eagles uh, practiced in full pass today. Scrimmaged, uh, you'll hear him say in, in this clip coming up, 160 offensive plays I think they ran. Here's what Coach Hall had to say right after practice. You know, we stayed healthy. We really got after each other. What Worked a ton of situations from high red to low red to third down. Put it down and played. And uh, man, guys, I'd be I'd be stupid to try to name what I saw. I just called 160 plays on offense. So to try to, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, Jason Brownlee early, I thought made some plays. Good to get him back. Obviously, he's a playmaker. Frank Gore, flash. He's put that ball on the ground, which he can't do. Thought Trey Lowe had a really good day. Missed one corner out for a touchdown. He liked to have back. Had a really good day. We played really poorly at the backup quarterback position. Uh, you know, both guys' heads were spinning, and uh, you know, which is. Maybe somewhat normal, but it's something we got to correct. You know what I mean? I thought I thought they really uh, didn't rise to the occasion today, but they're both talented kids and they're young. You know, it's the first scrimmage for Ty Keys. Uh, it's the second one that T. Webb's been live, and uh, so but we got to keep coming on right there. And that's on me. I coach quarterback, so I take full responsibility for that. But uh, we got to get our eyes right. So uh, we hear Coach Hall kind of commenting generally uh, about the offense. He would go on to say uh, that the defensive line and, and some of the, the defensive players were, uh, were putting a lot of pressure on the offensive line. So uh, Heath Hinton joins us now from the Big Gold Nation. And, and Heath, uh, I think this is the second scrimmage, or maybe the third that they've gone through, but 160 plays today. And it just seems as if continually, he hasn't named him yet, but this is Trey, Trey Lowe's offense, and uh, Coach Hall seems to be pleased with what he's seeing. I think he is. I think, you know, he talked about the backup quarterback position. I think when you're talking uh, T-Webb and Ty Keys right there, I think, you know, the starter has been it's, – it's pretty much settled now. There is no question about who's going to be the starter. Trey Lowe is. He obviously talked about Trey playing well today. I think Trey did have an interception. Uh, Frank Gore scored, but Frank Gore put it on the ground. So, you know, there was some good points, but there was also – uh, some bad points. I mean, it was uh, it was kind of a fifty fifty day. So I think it's kind of you understand that this is the way scrimmages are going to go. So from now on, we'll see what happens. Heath, Heath, which which particular group, which unit on this Southern Miss football team is under the most pressure to get it right earliest? Ooh. it's a tough one, isn't it? Man, it's tough. That's a tough one. I, I think uh, probably. The offense, because Coach Hall is kind of known as the offensive coach, because um, the defense played better towards the end of the season, but so did the offense. Man, it, that's a tough one to call. I think they want to get both areas playing playing well before the first game, but 
you're asking me, probably Lafayette. But is the but is the the fact that the defensive line had had, according to Coach Hall, a pretty good day? Any concerns, and and not panic by any means, but any concerns about the offensive line as a unit? No, I, I think they're going to grow and get better over time. I think you got some returning starters on an offensive line who played pretty well towards the end of the season last year. So I don't have a – I don't think there's any worry, serious worry right now. I think you've got a good center in Arvin Fletcher. You've got Doss and Cleek Washington who played, and Scott, and uh, you've also got Foxy there at guard. These are guys that have played snaps. So I don't think there's much worry yet. They're going to come together. Still got, you know, a little while before the first game. So – First big time scrimmage like this, it's you're going to have issues. You always get better after the first scrimmage. It, it things get going forward, kind of players understand what's going on. So I think you'll see improvement next time. It always seems to me like coaches go first and foremost to the thing that's most important to them. And I think one of the earliest things that Coach Hall said today was, "We stayed healthy." You know, and you wouldn't think that that's that big of a deal. But, man, football is getting to be more and more rugged every year with guys getting bigger, faster, stronger. That's going to be, to me, the biggest puzzle of of this team this year is are they going to be able to stay healthy? And if they can, I think Southern Miss could be one of the big surprises in this league. Nobody's really expecting the Eagles to do much. UTSA is getting all the love, it seems, from from everyone this year. Am I off base there, Heath, or what are your thoughts? I think you're right. I think a lot of that, think about the quarterback position with injuries. Um, if they can't get the backups to at least be playing well, how much does that take out of Will Hall's offense of what he wants to do with the quarterback running the football? If he doesn't have faith to put the backup in at any time, how much is that going to take away from his offense? Because he's going to want to run uh, Trey Lowe, who's probably the biggest running, technically the biggest guy in the backfield at any time in running back, maybe not fullback if they bring a tight end in, but that's going to take away his ability to uh, use Trey in the running game if he can't get his backup situation straight. So, you know, yeah, injuries, being injury-free is important. But, you know, you just got to keep going. We've had some injuries at linebackers. I think they'll all get back. I think a lot of it's just precautionary. But injuries, this team's going to be important because of depth purposes. All right, now let's not just say offense or defense. Let's let's go peel peel the onion back a little bit further. You know, linebackers, secondary, receivers, whatever. Uh, going into the first game against South Alabama, what's going to be the the strongest unit of the Southern Miss team, more specifically, going into that first game? Oh, receivers. I would probably say uh, receiver, uh, receivers, tight ends. Okay. I think the tight end group's uh, really impressive. They've got a lot of ability to uh, uh, play both tight end and the H-back fullback position. You've seen Cavallo a lot at fullback. Uh, I really like the you know wide receivers, tight ends, and I still think the offensive line is going to be pretty good once everything gets settled. I think that offensive line is going to be pretty good. So, And it depends on linebackers how many are healthy for the first game. I think the linebackers are really good. They just had a lot of injuries. So I think those are some groups that uh, you're looking at being a strong part of this team. Looking forward to the first game either way, Luke Johnson. I'll be there. Absolutely. I will 
to Heath. Let's talk special teams for a minute. Uh, Bourgeois returns as the kicker. Have you heard anything out of uh, how Jack Tannehill, is he putting any pressure on, or or uh, are we basically going to see the same guys, Harvey, at, at deep snapper and then you know a couple guys at the punting position? I think we're going to see the same thing. I don't think there's anything going to be changed. Uh, those, those special teams guys, they're kind of uh, – they're a funny group, but I don't think you're going to see anything change. I don't. I personally think Tannehill's going to come in and, and take take over. I, I just think it's going to happen to. Uh, it's going to be the same as it was last year. Not much change there. One thing we've seen with Will Hall is, uh, and, it, and it's reminiscent of what Coach Bauer used to do. I mean, he said it multiple times: our best athletes will be on special teams. And I think uh, Golden Eagle fans that resonates really well because they just remember, you know, our our studs on defense that went to the NFL. They played on multiple phases in the special teams. Sure, I think you're going to see that again. I think Coach Hall puts a uh, time. Um, he puts a premium on special teams play, so. I think you're going to see, and, and they'll start working a lot more special teams going forward now. I think you'll see them uh, really hitting special teams in the next two weeks. Usually the way camp goes. So, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of defense starters on both sides of the ball, maybe even some offensive guys uh, in the kick return game on um, special teams. I think you'll see a lot of that, maybe some tight ends playing on the uh, yeah. kickoff team. Yeah, I think that's something Coach Hall said that he's going to do since he got here. What is uh, and about a minute left? What is the biggest challenge? And what I mean is, all the talk, all the positivity, all the energy is going to be put to the test when they step up. With two weeks to go for the for the first game, what does Will Hall have to do to get this group to f- believe that they can compete and keep their heads up after something negative happens in the first game? I just think he has to keep just keep telling them if something happens. It's just we've got a plan. We know what we're doing. We've done it before. Stick with me. I think you have to do that. I think fans, too, need to understand that, that maybe it doesn't go right the first game. Stick with us. we got a plan. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. I think these guys have been through so much on this football team that I don't know if a lot's really going to – I don't want to say damage them, but maybe phase them in any way because they've been through so much this past year, just like a lot of other teams have had to be. So uh, I don't know. I don't think they're – I think you just keep the message going and you just keep going, we're going to get better, we're going to get this thing turned around. And just get on this ride with me, guys. It's going to be fun. Heath, I think and that's I, what Coach Austin Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And really, the point that you made about last year was just an absolute dumpster fire. So it can't it can't help but be better this year. And, yep. I, know, and I know this fan base is behind him. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins us on the Eagle Hour. Heath, as always, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. We will have a little bit about a lot of things, and there are things shaking in college football today. And we've got some news about Will Hall's recruiting class for next year when the Eagle Hour returns in a moment. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Batting cages, indoor running facilities, 
weight workouts. It's all there for you at DBAT and D1. Go see them today or find them online, dbathattiesburg.com. Luke, Kelly, and Michael from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, appreciate Heath Hinton joining us. But also, I greatly appreciate Gabe Shepard joining us. And uh, if you missed that interview, if you're just tuning into the show in the second um, half of it, uh, Gabe Shepard sat down with us the first two segments, announcing yesterday that he's moving on uh, because of some physical problems with his arm, and uh, he will be hanging up his cleats. uh, But he'll still be around. He told us that very clearly. So uh, be sure to go back and and check that out, supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com, or you can find the Eagle Hour on demand in uh, the iTunes podcast, uh, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. We talked about Ito Smith yesterday, and uh, just as soon as we talked about him, uh, the Cardinals yesterday have parted ways with Ito Smith. So the former Southern Miss uh, running back will be looking for a new NFL team. Did make an appearance in the first uh, preseason game, but was uh, released yesterday. And speaking of uh, releases, kind of the most uh, watched, one of the most watched roster uh, moves in Jacksonville. Uh, opportunities comes to an end as Tim Tebow is cut by the Jags um, yesterday. So, uh, so Kelly Sander, I know you got a lot. Uh, of things uh, to to mention here, but uh, you know, Ito parting ways, and then then t- looks like Tim Tebow's. Uh, you know, if if he couldn't make it with Urban Meyer and, and their history, I just wonder if this is probably it for football. And the big story with Tebow too this fall was how he had bulked up. Uh, he had really put on a lot of uh, a lot of muscle to get ready for this season. But you know, he'll land on his feet, and he'll always have a a great outlook. You know, no matter where he goes, don't be surprised if he continues you know, his broadcasting career either at the college or pro level. Meanwhile, Will Hall the head football coach at Southern Miss has 15 commits already on the list for the class of 2022, according to the Hattiesburg American, second in Conference USA. The rating for Will Hall's recruiting class for next year is second in Conference USA. And again, 15 guys on board. Nothing is official, of course, until they actually put the name on the dotted line, but they certainly have been busy getting kids on board for next season. News out of a Tulane the New Orleans area, that Tulane is the first Division I school that is going to require all football fans who come to the games this fall be required to show proof of vaccinations. Now, a caveat here, and to be fair, the entire city of New Orleans is under that same edict. So this is not a decision that Tulane just did on its own. Uh, they're following um, the rules in the city of New Orleans, but so far... No other Division One football team has gone so far as to say that they are going to require fans to show proof of vaccinations. But then again, it's not exactly there's not exactly a hundred thousand people showing up for Tulane football games either. But uh, but still, it's uh, going to be difficult you to said navigate. Tulane is that what you said? Uh, no, you said I said Tulane. No, I said Tulane or Tulane in the John Cox uh, version. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough, tough thing to be able to negotiate and to handle. But anyway, that's what Tulane has come down with. And the Mississippi High School Activities Association Board of Directors have ruled that if schools that have gone all virtual want their fall teams to practice, that's volleyball, cross country and football, they may do so, but only if their local school board says it's OK. All right. So the MHSAA has said. We're not going to make that decision. Your local school board can make that decision. So if nothing else, Luke, it gets the 
bad guy moniker off the shoulders of the MHSAA and puts it in the lap of local school boards. Because as more and more schools go virtual, it's already cut into the high school football season as teams are canceling games right and left because of COVID outbreaks. So, you know, it's going to be, we don't know exactly what the high school football season is going to look like by the time this all shakes out. But the MHSA says now it's up to school boards as to whether their virtual students will be able to practice and get ready for seasons. I, I, I mean, I, I like that decision. I mean, we, we've seen the MHSAA make decisions for everybody that kind of you just scratched your head at because we are in the same state. We get that. But communities are different, and, you know, I, I guess it is a little self-serving, but I think it's probably the smarter thing to do. I've um, got a text uh, from, from Jody Lott and drew my attention to this also. Tim Jones released by the Jaguars uh, today just a couple hours ago. So, man, hope he lands on his feet somewhere um, because uh, we know there's talent there, but but Tim Jones released by by the Jaguars too. Uh, but, you know, the the go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of talent, you know, this we talked about Will Hall's class for next year. Five of the 15 – are ruled as three-star talent. Now, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of these you know rating systems because there's a lot of intangibles I think that that should go into making a, you know what a player really is. But but there are a lot of people who really like all those star ratings. But five of those guys are rated three-star. So good for them. Good for Will Hall and his staff. Absolutely great show today. Thank you for being the most important part. You listening as uh, we. Discuss Southern Miss Athletics, and we're going to do it again tomorrow. Andrew Abadie from Pine Belt Sports, and be a good show the rest of the week. Hopefully, you will join us every day. We'll catch you back tomorrow at the same time. See you at one, and as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.